So, you know, we tell stories in every other part of our lives, but for some reason, when we step into our business suit and we go into the office, for some reason, we think that stories don't apply there. Leading Matters with Joel Caparelli. Okay, welcome back. Another episode of Leading Matters. Today, my guest is Patty Sanchez. She's the Strategic Vice President of Services for Duarte. You can find them at duarte.com, D-U-A-R-T-E.com. She's also co-authored a book with Nancy Duarte called Illuminate. And uh, as always, longer introduction of Patty when we get started with our interview here. Um, you know, I, I, I thought about how I want to introduce how I've come to know Patty and really through Nancy's work quite frankly and she's been working with Nancy for a while and and um, I thought is is it important to tell that and I I think it is because I think what you're going to find in this episode is that Duarte Communications and the work that Patty has put into Illuminate along with Nancy is all about uh, harnessing the our, our innate and natural ability to tell stories to motivate, to inspire, to drive change, and to lead. And that's a big reason why I wanted to, to get them on the show and get Patty on the show is because this is exactly what we're talking about on Leading Matters. We talk lots about, if you're a frequent listener, you know this, but if you're not, we talk a lot about vision, we talk a lot about purpose, values, and how to make those things tangible and real, and how to actually weave them into the DNA of our, of our tactics and what we're doing on a daily basis. And when I, I read, you know, they, she shared, the, the book is actually being released in February, but Patty shared the um, first couple of chapters with me, and I was blown away by it because it is a blueprint for how you harness that narrative and that storytelling. So it really aligns really well with what we talk about here and gives some incredible practical advice for how to capture and harness that story. So at any rate, that's why I think it's important to tell the story of, of uh, how I, you know, cross paths with Nancy. So let me talk about Nancy Duarte just for a second. See Nancy speak several times. Look her up if you haven't seen her speak. And again, her last name is spelled uh, D-U-A-R-T-E. She's a great speaker. Um, she wrote a book called Slideology. And Slideology is one of the most important books I've ever read as far as how I build my own visual aids. Because it helped me to appreciate the importance of design in a practical way. Uh, but not just you know eliminating it from the nuance. She actually gave me, this book did, gave me access to understanding the nuance of design, why it's important, and why it helps to reinforce what you're saying in front of a crowd when you have a visual aid up. So go ahead and pick that one up, Slideology. But what's interesting about Illuminate, and I promise I'll get into the interview here in a second, is Illuminate is the third book from Duarte, and the first one is Slideology, as I mentioned. The second is called Resonate, equally as good, all about the, the cadence of, of storytelling and speeches. And now this one, Illuminate, which I think is kind of like the culmination or the um, the fulfillment of applying the first two. So I make a joke with Patty in this one. It's kind of like the great trilogy of communications in the 21st century. <laughs> so I would encourage you to look them up. If Look, you don't have to read them in succession, though. Illuminate's a great book. I would really sincerely encourage you to get it. One last note before we get started. You know, Patty and I talked a little bit after the episode was over. I asked 
Monster she ever read Challenger Sale and un, you know not surprised that she had read it and she liked it and because I felt after reading her work here that the Challenger Sale is an excellent compliment to her book and vice versa and she you know she was either being nice or she really did agree but uh, you know she did agree with me and I you know go back and l- listen to the Brent Adamson episode and then listen to this one again and I tell you what you're going to come away with I guarantee you, you'll come away with five solid new great ideas to improve the way that you're using storytelling internally externally in your marketplace to drive change to accomplish new success to enter new marketplaces whatever it might be for your organization so okay I've gone on much longer than I'm likely to do here so let's jump into this interview now with Patty Sanchez Senior Vice President of Services at Duarte and co-author of Illuminate. Patty Sanchez is the Senior Vice President of Strategic Services for Duarte. Uh, you can find them at duarte.com, that's D-U-A-R-T-E.com. And she's got plenty of experience, um, 25 years in fact as a communicator. She's led transformative communication initiatives at, at some big brands that I'm sure you've heard of like Cisco, Ericsson, Hewlett Packer. It's a great list, Lexus, Nexus, Nike, and on and on. Um, and, and more importantly, she's uh, you know, a great speaker, teacher. She's very passionate about the art of storytelling. And most recently, she co-authored a book with uh, Nancy Duarte called Illuminate, Ignite Change Through Speeches, Stories, Ceremonies, and Symbols. Uh, the book's available next month, and that's February of 2016. And i, I got to tell you, I've had the privilege of reading just a little bit of it, and it's fantastic. It's such a practical application of how to build and, and, and complete and drive a narrative to motivate uh, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, change, employees, whatever it might be. So I'm th- going on here, so let me uh, jump into this. And, and first things first, Patty, I'm really thrilled to have you on. Thanks so much for joining me on Leading Matters. Thanks so much, Joel. I'm really excited to be here. I love what you're doing and can't wait to um, share some ideas with your friends. Oh, great, great. Me too. So listen, let's let's get right into Illuminate because, um, and I want to give you a little backstory. I read Nancy's um Slideology, probably however long ago she published it, and I t- still use it to this day, right? Because it, for me, that book, and for those of you who haven't read Slideology, I would encourage you to pick that up, because what that did for me is it gave me just enough design uh, understanding of what design was all about to visually build my uh, my visual aids, my powerpoints, in a way that was going to reinforce what I was saying in my presentations. So that's when I kind of discovered her, and I, I've paid attention to Duarte and what you guys are doing. And when I read this book, and I told you before we got on the, the line here, that I found it such an incredible practical application of building out um, truly a story, not a business pitch, not a sales pitch, not a slide deck, but really a, a story that's meaningful and impactful and use that story to kind of ignite change the way you describe in your subtitle there. So that's me reading into it. But before you know, I, we, we get off on that tangent, I, I kind of want to hear from you. What was the purpose in the audience for Illuminate? And tell me a little bit about the backstory of how you guys came to decide to publish it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you mentioned Slideology, which was the first book that Nancy wrote. And then after Slideology, you know, she saw another kind of gap in communication skills that leaders need. Uh, The first gap that 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 Slideology filled was the ability to just clarify visuals, make it easier for people to see what you're saying. Uh, And then the next book, Resonate, was uh, trying to fill another gap around storytelling, which is basically creating more engaging content uh, that gets people excited about your ideas and talking about them. And um, after Resonate came out, sometime after we started getting lots of questions from leaders saying, you know, I, I do have a really big idea. I want to um, enlist people to support. And 
I, what I really want to do is create a movement. You know, so they were starting to recognize that even great visuals and great stories were not enough to help them drive significant change. And so that kind of launched Nancy and I on a quest uh, to study the world's greatest movements in society and business and find out if there was a pattern, you know, if there was a way that leaders could successfully uh, guide people from the initial um, exposure to their dream all the way through realizing it. And, uh, and so that's what Illuminate is really about. Uh, we discovered a pattern uh, for the shape of all successful movements and the f- kinds of communications that leaders use when they're char- you know, at the front of that movement charging ahead. And so this, this pattern really follows the structure of an epic tale. It was kind of shocking, <laughs> but also felt incredibly true when we discovered that there were five stages to this journey and it, there, there are five stages you know, to, to a great story as well. Well, you know what? It's, uh, let me kind of expand on that, right? Because I loved the overlay of those five stages, and we'll get into them in a second here, but I love the overlay of the five stages against the S-curve because, look, business leaders across the, the, the globe really understand what the S-curve is and jumping, you know, what, what it means to jump from the top of one right. S to the next, right? And what, what I loved about the alignment is it didn't feel forced at all. It seemed like a natural fit to the way that that evolution kind of uh, it kind of develops. Did you did you find that same uh, that kind of uh, come through in the research that yeah this really is well aligned? Yeah, absolutely. And so we actually visually mapped the progression of various movements. And when I say movements, I'm talking about everything from a social change initiative, you know, led by somebody like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., to a an operating system migration. Uh, initiative led by somebody like Steve Jobs at Apple. You know, you're trying to get people to embrace some big change. And so we visually mapped the stages that they went through and saw that they followed this shape that basically mirrored the S-curve as well, you know. And and, and what it really does, too, is it mirrors what it feels like for the people who are coming along with you on that journey of change. Because a lot of times as leaders, we think about our strategy from our perspective. You know, this is the change I want to drive. These are the results I want to see. This is the sequence of activities I'm going to undertake to get there. But we forget to stop and think about what it's going to be like for the people we're asking to actually execute that change. Whether it's our employees, our partners, our customers, it's actually going to thrust them into an unknown territory. And that really is kind of scary. And so this journey of going uh, from um, understanding your vision to implementing your vision is actually uh, a very um, arduous, <laughs> scary, and uh-huh. sometimes exciting experience. And that's what this shape mirrors too. Sure. No, and, and I'm glad you, you underscored that this is uh, really about all, you know, any anything that be classified as change or movement. I really um, appreciate that it's got a broad application here. You know what, Patty? I want to get into the language that you use because, uh, again, a lot of the another thing that I really liked about the book is that. You know, it reads like a story itself, right? And you actually, and I, to me, you know, I, I, I think language and the words we choose are important, right? And when you talk about torchbearers and travelers, that really, it really makes it, uh, it kind of notches it up a level to say, well, this is really an emotional journey for all involved yeah. as well. So can you talk about the language of torchbearers and travelers just so the audience understands since they probably haven't read the book just yet? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, you know, following on that metaphor of this being really like a physical journey, as well as an emotional journey, um, it's going to take people through territory that is unknown. And the unknown is conceptually, it's sort of dark, scary, right? You can't see your path through it because you've never been there before. And we believe it's the job of the leader to light the way, you know, to carry the torch, to be the ones at the front Mm -hmm. saying, this is where we need to go, but also to bring light and inspiration to those places where the people are coming along with you, who we call the travelers, uh, are, are, you know, in their dark moments, not really sure what to do next. Sure. Um, you know, let, let me kind of use that to get into those five stages because you talk about the five and I'll, I'll kind of list them for the audience to talk about dream, leap, fight, climb and arrive. You know, given that, again, this is uh, obviously a, a, a physical journey because we're headed to a destination of whatever our task might be. It can be an emotional journey for everyone involved. Can you quickly help us understand, you know, what those five stages are all about? Because, again, they end up being... Um, I don't want to say repetitive isn't the right word, but they end up being kind of guideposts along any initiative, it seems to me. So just help us understand this a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mentioned earlier that it follows a story structure and and there are five stages, but those five stages actually fall within three major kind of chapters, which is what every story follows. So the beginning chapter one or act one is the dream and the leap. That's when you're communicating your vision. Uh, this is where I want to go. This is the company I want us to be in the future. And you have to get people to understand that vision and get excited about it. But it's not enough just to communicate it. You need them to sign on to support it. And that's what happens when you're asking them to leap. They're literally making a leap of faith to say, I believe in that direction enough to try and go there with you. And so that's what happens in that first act is the dream and leap. But as soon as they leap in, then things get really interesting because that's act two. And in classic story storytelling, that is where the hero basically encounters obstacles. Uh, So they're going to have to fight some battles and they could be external battles. You know, as soon as you launch your vision and people start to uh, sign on to support it, you're going to catch the attention of your competitors, right? Or anybody who is defending the status quo, (laughs) that you're going to start to rise up as you gain momentum and say, no, 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 you know, we don't like the direction you're going. But they could also be internal obstacles or battles, right? It could be Um, outdated mindsets, a subsegment of your employee base or particular even system or process that's standing in the way of you making progress. Mm -hmm. So you need people to rise up and overtake those obstacles. And at the same time, every time that they gain some ground, overcome an obstacle, they're continuing the climb up towards that ultimate destination that you want people to get to at the end. And the end is that third act where you finally arrive at your destination. And, you know, in the terms of this communication theory, this strategy that we're talking about, that's the moment when you have to stop and celebrate. You know, this is what we accomplished. Let's recognize our accomplishments and all the heroes who put in extra effort to get us there. But there's also probably something you have to let go of and perhaps even mourn, you know, some things that didn't go well along the way. Absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, let me let me kind of interject there, right, because I again, I another thing again, before we got online, I talked about a growing content gap that I see in or content direction gap, really, that I see happening across mostly in B2B sales, right, that that people use content to try to drive sales and do inbound marketing things like that but the narrative kind of is kind of absent sometimes and I yeah. but many times when I speak with uh, with my clients I find that a lot of them are uncomfortable in in that structure that you just defined right in other words they they 
They just feel they don't have the creativity to turn what might be a mundane manufacturing sales pitch into a compelling story. So what is that greatest? Is that part of the challenge here? And again, I'm just I'm just talking about your work as applied to business leaders here. If they want to capitalize this, whether they're trying to break into a new market or whether they're trying to you know, uh, increase um, uh, uh, their, their sales curve so it's not so flat or it's you know, in single digits, they want to get it to double digits, mm-hmm. is a challenge for that audience the fact that they might be lacking in the creative ability to frame out the journey of what it means to, uh, to have their products and services in the, in the style of a, of a story? Well, creativity is certainly required. You know, you have to have an appreciation a little bit for the art of storytelling, you know, and, and I, I don't think it's actually too far afield for most humans. You know, if you think about how, what we do for fun in our personal lives, we watch movies mm-hmm. or we go to plays or we read books, right? We consume stories. We tell stories in our personal lives about, you know, the lottery ticket that we bought, and, you know, right? And, and sure. didn't win with, right, in my case. But anyway, so yeah, we need for the record, right? Right, exactly. So we're here, that's where we why we're here this morning. Yeah. So, you know, we tell stories in every other part of our lives, but for some reason when we step into our business suit and we go into the office, for some reason we think that stories don't apply there. And there are a couple of reasons, I think. And so it's, I think it's not just a lack of creativity, it's it's maybe a fear perhaps of making ourselves vulnerable, you know, so for, for the communication that leaders do, I've run into lots of leaders who resist storytelling because it seems a little soft. Maybe it's, uh, it's going to potentially get emotional. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to be vulnerable and they don't want to do that. Right. They think that they have to be invincible, but We've seen firsthand that people are more willing to follow a leader, follow a company that is real, you know, that is honest, that is authentic. And so you actually gain more by telling stories. So, yes, it's kind of hard, maybe takes a little extra time and effort to to not just communicate facts, but to shape them into an arc. But really, I think the deeper resistance is people not wanting to make themselves vulnerable. And that's interesting. It almost sounds like, hey, you know, we don't have that muscle memory, and maybe we need to exercise that muscle a little bit more in the business setting, right? I mean, is that me? I'm kind of simplifying yeah. it, but it sounds like what you're kind of saying. Right, because I think it comes naturally to us as humans. Mm-hmm. No, that's it's... good. That's good news. So let me, look, look, but let's talk about when the story gets disrupted, right? So in other words, if we're on a journey um, and we have a big task to accomplish and we've developed the story arc properly and let's say we're in the we we get to the fight stage right and all of a sudden something unexpected happens a new fight breaks out i mean that could potentially change the entire trajectory of the story i mean that happens right in everyday life and everyday business so when that does happen how do we keep it how do we keep the, the story fresh and relevant without it feeling you know too produced too scripted or worst of all you know disingenuous Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that disruption is going to happen and it happens faster and more frequently than ever before. And, and honestly, you know, this, this, uh, journey that we've described, we've, we've described it in a fairly simplistic, uh, form in the sense that there's one journey that moves from stage to stage to stage. But the reality is you're likely undertaking multiple journeys at the same time. You know, you are uh, launching a dream for a new business at the same time you're trying to uh, defend, you know, the territory you've already won in another business. And so that increases the likelihood that you're going to be having to change directions, you know, that that more things, more things are going to be coming at you. Um, I personally am a planner and I'm a, and I'm a believer in planning to the extent that you can uh, build a framework in advance, try and anticipate 
the kind of resistance you might actually get. Um, and so you, you can walk in the shoes of the people that you're going to ask to embrace this change, whether it's your employees or your customers, and try to imagine the ways that they'll respond to this dream and what they might fight, what they might rise up against. So when you do that exercise in your planning phase, you might be able to imagine a couple possible skirmishes you could end up in and anticipate the kinds of stories you could tell in those different situations. But the reality is you can't anticipate everything. And so you still have to be, while you're executing on this strategy, listening. Listening is really the key you know, to not just you know, the, the facts of a situation, but the feelings too. What are your travelers feeling? And being willing to change course and say, all right, so I thought they were excited about this and I was going to use you know, the, the kind of motivating, overcome the enemy, we're, on, we're climbing to the top kind <laughs> sure. of fight story, right? Sure. But actually, I just heard that we lost a couple of key deals. And so actually, I think we're in a come from behind kind of situation, <laughs> right? And yeah. I'm going to have the humility to acknowledge that things aren't going the way that they should and let's tell that story too. You know, that's great. I, I really like the way you've answered the question, right? Because while you're speaking, a couple things come to mind, right? Um, I, I, I see uh, companies failing to kind of put together a basic editorial type approach for their content, right? So, and to me, if you do that, then you're on, you're on task for, okay, well, here's what we're going to produce. Here's the Here's the narrative. Here's the part of the narrative we're going to talk about this this month. And if that's in place, as a ta that's a tactical kind of housekeeping thing. But if that's in place, you know, I, I could identify those changes quickly and and course correct more rapidly. I mean, are, are those? And again, this is me maybe kind of reading into it. But are those housekeeping kind of tactics? Are they helpful in helping us identify when those disruptions occur, and then more importantly, what to do about it if I've kind of teased out, you know, what our travelers might be feeling given the five most likely scenarios? Yeah, I think it, it can help you build almost a virtual library, you know, in your mind or among your communication team of the things that you might say. And, and we see people um, who've had an early exposure to the book getting excited about that part of it and thinking this is really a system. You know, this is a, this is a, a toolkit of all kinds of scenarios and ways that I can respond to the different situations that I am and the people on the journey with me are going to be experiencing. But also, you know, the, um, these tools, you know, when I say tools, I'm talking about speeches, uh, stories, ceremonies, and symbols are also listening devices. Sure. So they're ways that you can gather insight about what's actually happening. So you don't necessarily just communicate the story that you already plan to tell, but you can pick pluck out a story that you're hearing them tell. Well, you talk about, you know, giving the travelers kind of space to breathe a little bit in a little bit of the book that I read, right? I mean, is that kind of part and parcel for um, making sure that the communication flows against where the story is headed is to actually, you know, not inundate them with communication, but actually understand the cadence of when the communication in whatever capacity is required? Yeah, I mean, this kind of a journey is hard and, and people get really tired and, and, I think it's the job of the communicator, the leader, to keep people energized um, and to give them that inspiration that they need in, in each moment. And, and when I say moment, you know, these five stages each is its own distinct kind of moment. They, it has its own character. And you'll know when it's time for that kind of a moment. When, you know, we talk about climb in the book as being a moment of endurance. Um, you know that you're, you need that kind of a moment when people are, are tired you know, you're starting to hear complaints about how long can I can <laughs> sure. I keep doing this, right? Yeah. And so then you then you know maybe it's time to pause, uh, to take a step back, 
to gather together as a community and share some stories about what you're going through. Remind people why they're doing this in the first place. Uh, share some wins that give them hope and faith that they're actually accomplishing something so that they have the energy they need to keep going. No, I get that. And you know what? Let me, let me kind of switch gears just a little bit into uh, some of the, the, the specificities for how – and I like that you said that a lot of people, you know, early adopters of the book or readers of the book are seeing it more of as a, as a, as a toolkit, a system, because that's exactly how I – when I was reading through the, the bit that you gave me, I'm like, wow, this is – you could absolutely use this to structure your communication plan and what you're doing against not only big ideas but even every day. So I'm glad to hear I'm, I'm not the only one. It kind of gives me confirmation, right? Yeah. Um, but again, more, more tactically speaking, and this is maybe a little out of left field, but I've been paying a t- lot of attention to Snapchat lately, uh, that, you know, because the, a lot of the features and functionality that they've been releasing, you know, the story mode they released about probably a year ago, and now it's more interactive, so people can respond and chat within the context of the story. You see a lot of um, a lot of uh, you know consultants and whatnot starting to use it, and I've been, I am not using it myself. I, mean, I, I consume it, but I don't you know publish on it, but I'm. I'm really curious, do you think, and maybe you're not you know, that in tune with it, but do you think that where Snapchat's headed, not just them, but Periscope and Meerkat and the live streaming, does that, uh, with these tools, should we pay attention to them to help facilitate the adoption of a storytelling approach? Because it seems to me it's a raw tool, like a Snapchat story, if you will. But if you understand, hey, you know, the, the video is 10 seconds long, and I could string them together over the course of 24 hours, I could actually structure a pretty you know, telling story and, and if it, accessible only to my employees if I wanted. I mean, are those tools that are available today, like this Meerkat and the Snapchat and the Periscope, are these tools helpful in our ability to head in this direction to be more storytellers with our big change initiatives? Well, yeah, I mean, I think you should definitely use anything, you know, available to you um, and follow the technology where your people are going, you know, what are they using and then meet them there with with your content. So the same applies to storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think that the challenge of some of those media, you know, like Snapchat or, or Twitter is is that they're it's really short form, you know, very small chunks. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it does. It's not necessarily um the best platform to unfold the entire story, the entire narrative, unless you are really intentional about curating that narrative over, you know, quite a long series of, sure. of tweets. You can tell it piece by piece, but they don't necessarily immerse your audience in the story the way that, for instance, a live event can or something that's longer form. Um, but you can use them to communicate beats of that story, like I think you were suggesting, and sort of like bit by bit by sure. bit unfold the story on people. And that's a good complement to the other, other vehicles that you use. But you also want to make sure that you have those moments when, like I said, you can immerse people in the full story. This is, this is the customer that we're trying to serve. This is what they're struggling with. These are the obstacles that they're encountering. And this is how our um, how we're helping them transform themselves and here's how their lives are better as a result. That's a fairly long narrative to communicate. Well, I like that, right? It's kind of like could be seasoning or color commentary. So I, I think that's a good uh, good perspective on those tools. Uh, let me just ask a couple more questions about the application, Patty, if I might. You know, one of the things that I see a lot of companies struggle with is their ability to articulate their mission and their vision, right? So we talked earlier about their their discomfort with storytelling alone. Uh, but then also they have they seem to not many but no I'm sorry no, not not everyone but there's definitely a good majority of companies out there that that maybe have value statements right and but they're placards on a wall and but if you right. actually get into the the culture the, the the values aren't reflected do you think and again this might be me reading into it but do you think that illuminate can also 
help uh, an organization kind of process the idea of, listen, we have to make our values, our culture, and our mission, you know, more accessible. And yeah. would Illuminate help make that more accessible if I'm, I'm, you know, minding the story of not just, you know, this particular mission but or journey, but indeed the vision and mission and culture of my company? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really funny you should say that because when Nancy and I were writing the book, we had um, a whole section around the idea of your purpose or your calling. Because you think about, you know, this this concept of a journey, an epic quest that, that a person or an organization goes on. Um, you know, the, the classic epic tales started with a with a hero who was motivated to go after something great right a holy grail that that compelled them like like odysseus you know to to traverse millions of miles and fight the most horrific monsters and you're not going to do that just for some you know statement on a plaque on the wall you're going to do that for for a cause that is so um, compelling that you can't help but chase after it. it really is a calling. And, and every company has that. It may be buried in the lore of, of the organization, you know, in, in the heart of the, of the founder or uh -huh. in some early history. And so, yes, we think that's critical. As, as you start to use a book like this to tell the story of the dream that you're going after, you can't help but go inside and examine what, what really is motivating us to go that place. You know, what is the core purpose that we exist to serve? What's the ultimate destination we want to get to? And really, this journey is, is going to require several journeys. You know, and the bigger your cause, your, your mission is, the longer it's going to take, the more journeys you'll have to undertake. And, the, and even though, you know, the, the realities of, of your world are going to evolve it, with each of those journeys that you undertake, that ultimate cause should be the thing that never changes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I got you. Now, that's good. I'm glad to hear that, too, because I think anything that could serve as a catalyst to help us make you know, mission, vision, uh, values more tangible is a, is a good thing for sure. Well, look, Patty, I want to let you go, but I want to ask you one last question because um, a lot of times when we go down this path with, again, uh, clients that we serve or, or people that I speak with, uh, talent acquisition inevitably comes up. In other words, they want to know everything they do, especially today's day and age where talent is so quick to leave for the next thing, is how can I or can I and should I be acquiring talent that could – you know, see this vision, be a, a, a traveler that's going to, you know, be excited about traveling, understand the, the model here and head with me on this destination is talent acquisition is something that, sh that we should consider if we're using the system or the tactics that you define in Illuminate? Yeah, I think it absolutely applies to talent acquisition. I mean, you know, this this journey that you're undertaking towards some dream in the future, some new reality you want to create is what will compel people to join your organization as well. And, and you know, it sounds trite, but we talk about pursuing our dreams, right, in our careers. And so you have to figure out how you can align their their dream with the, your dream and tell them the story of this um, journey that you're undertaking to achieve something that will collectively um, be fulfilling for the organization and its employees. And the same techniques of telling stories about the dream, the the leap that they're going to have to make, um, some battles that they're going to have to fight, it all applies to your people. 
That's great. I really love it. And you know what? I was just thinking as you're talking here. I think that uh, you know, with uh, with uh, Slideology and Resonate and now Illuminate, I think it's the great trilogy of communication, right? <laughs> In the first part of the new century, right? So, <laughs> next episode coming home, a new hope. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hopefully, you could score you know a couple billion dollars in uh, ticket sales, right? That's right. Uh, so listen, let me wrap it up there, Patty. I want to be mindful of your time. So just to let everybody know that we've been speaking with Patty Sanchez. And again, she's the Senior Vice President of Strategic Services for Duarte. Look them up. It's uh, Duarte.com, D-U-A-R-T-E.com. The book is Illuminate, and the subtitle's important. It's Ignite Change Through Speeches, Stories, Ceremonies, and Symbols. And I could tell you, if you're looking for a catalyst to improve any part of your business as a spot where communications has impact, it's going to be a good resource for, uh, resource for you. So, Patty, thanks so much for, for being on the show with us and, and just sharing all this great research and wisdom that you and Nancy have discovered and for sharing with us a little bit about Illuminate. Thanks so much. It was really fun. Now go forth and conquer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye.